Hey everybody, welcome back. It is Patch Notes. It's me and John. We're here. We're talking to you. We are just in the future. The... We are in the future, the Biden future. I know. I uh, I, I already have my flying car. Yes. Um, how I'm about gonna... yours? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna um take off off of one of uh, Elon Musk's, Musk's SpaceX platforms and uh, lose engine. Um power you know over a residential area and uh crash into a home killing three children uh that's how flying cars would work if we did that. the funny thing about that is um all i thought about when you said lose power is that uh old counter-strike video where the guy says door stuck <laughs> um which maybe is not the kind of uh emotional literacy i need right now um but yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, our flying cars are going to crash. They're going to hurt people. Uh, it's, what if you could exciting. have a car crash anywhere is what the flying car posits. What if you could just open the entire world up to the realm of possibility? Like you could combine all the terror and just instant death and, you know, God striking you down of a jetliner losing an engine and it hitting your house. But with like 50 million of them all at once. Uh, just go you know, flying anywhere. Sounds, sounds cool to me. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I heard Marty gets one in Back to the Future too, and that's supposed to take place uh, last year or something. So, well, then uh, Elon better get on it. He's uh, that, the richest man in the world right. now. Um, new, new sponsor to the show, Tesla, uh, <laughs> or SpaceX, or whatever he happens to be head of now. I don't. I don't really know. Um, John, what have you been up to? Anything fun? Oh, it's been wild. We're in the new year now. Um, this is our first time recording since Cyberpunk. I know. I believe. I know. Um, uh, our, so, our, our hit Cyberpunk episode that lit the web aflame. Yeah. So it's like it's like a different terrain now because of all the bullshit that's happened. I don't know. I don't feel like things changed that much since I feel like Cyberpunk was one of those is is going to be one of those things that changes everything insofar as we're just like oh yeah cd project red mm -hmm. is like not as good a studio as we thought and then then it's right. i don't feel like there's going to be any lasting repercussions i agree i wasn't talking about cyberpunk i was talking about trump getting banned from twitter oh. <laughs> oh. i mean seriously i was <laughs> cyberpunk's a six out of ten game we leave that in 2020 we do not take that energy forward with us we forget about that shit we wait for the season pass to drop you know um, That's gonna be fun when all the um, when all the DLC is like seven dollars, yeah, and uh, just a bunch of people play it and they're like, "Hey, you know, this is almost as good as Mafia 3. Yeah, if the, we all saw that um, that video, it's, it's like a forty minute long video from beloved YouTube person whose name I Crow T Robot. <sighs> no, no, it's um, it's oh, it's gonna be in my men it's gonna be my YouTube history. One sec. Actually, getting pretty, old. pretty damning that you have this in your YouTube history. Getting very old, so I say the things I'm doing with technology out loud as I do them. Did I already skip it? Did I lose it? Um, so anyway, it's a, it's a video. Yes, I skipped it. Um, it's a video basically just comparing all of the promises that were made um 
over the course of Cyberpunk's development, which we did not remember all of. Some of these promises, you know, were... Which uh, ones if, did we miss? Um, shit about... Um, uh, like, uh, the RPG and branching progression. Oh, yeah! So, like, it was supposed to be, you know, you can do anything. Yeah, wasn't there, there. supposed... Like, the... Wasn't the... Um, like, the premise was something like it, the game would function sort of like a butterfly effect, where, yeah. like... Yeah, well, it was, it's sort of, like I said in the in the episode, it was like, it, they, they were pitching it... Like there was a virtual storyteller or gener- or a game master, like that there right. would be some sort of compensating intelligence that was. Um, it's incredible that we all believed that. I don't think any. Well, I don't I, think I didn't believe it, but yeah. it, there are some people out there who believed it. Yeah, and you know they weren't helped by the YouTubers, which we are not a part of. We don't. I. I, I at least I don't look good enough for YouTube. I, I um, so let's 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 make it a full a full house. I'm official. also not good enough looking for you too. Um, but you know they went to the to the event in um in why can't I find this fucking video? Uh, the event in uh June, I believe. Um, where they showed off like because there was that that they showed off the first mission basically where you go mm-hmm. and get that little creepy yeah. crawly robot. Um, and that was like sold as the template for the entire game, like that every game would have this much branching in it. Every game did not, uh, every quest in the game would have that much branching in it. They didn't like, in fact, I don't think any single one did have as many <laughs> like ways to do it, uh, with, su- with like story support. Like you know, there was always the deus ex thing, like I said, uh, where you could, you know, you could crawl in through the grates, you could, you know, make your own fun with it. Um, but they didn't, um, you know, have people responding to your decisions, mm-hmm. like a character saying stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like you, you've climbed it through the grates. Like that's, that's not like, uh, or, oh, wow, you've done the exact opposite or something. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and it's and not... the idea would be there were story consequences for, you know, siding with one person or doing a mission a certain way. And that never happened. And, like, if you think about it, it never could have happened without a massive step forward in something. Because that's such a, a ridiculous amount of work. But it was what they well, promised. I mean, basically, you'd need, the, you'd need the game to be able to function on machine learning. Yep. Like, there, there's no way to do it unless you had, like, a legit AI. Which yep. no one has, because it's not real. Yeah. Hell, even, like, putting a machine learning thing in there that you then distro to all end users... Because you need to have a machine learning like engine inside the game, right? <laughs> that runs on your computer. Right. Right. Think of the processing power that would take. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, all right. So I found it. Uh, the account is Crow B Cat. Crow B Cat. Cat. And when I posted it, multiple people were like, "Oh, that account's back." And what this person does is they uh, they don't do commentary themselves. It's not. There's no narrative voiceovers. They do, like, comparisons, gameplay footage comparisons. Uh, one of their other videos is this comparison to Far Cry 2 and Far Cry 5 and how much better Far Cry 2 is at modeling an environment and how much more <laughs> fidelity it has to inhabiting a world rather than being a video game as video game, which is Utterly what Far Cry brutal. 5 is. Um, well, I mean, it's got, you know, fire that spreads. If you fire an RPG in Far Cry 2 in the middle of a dry grass field, it'll ignite the grass behind you. 
because of blowback, which is, you know, a real thing. Um, that doesn't happen in Far Cry 5. Um, <laughs> if you shoot a rocket up in the air in Far Cry 5, it doesn't come down. It just disappears off the map. Yes, uh, I, I actually recall that. It does come down in Far Cry 2. Um, it it but, comes down all the way in Far Cry 2. It's, it's just where it ends up. But yeah, this person made a 40 minute, 41 minute video about uh, what was promised and what was delivered in Cyberpunk. And some of it's just brutal. Like, there's there's side-by-side footage of Mafia 1, the first Mafia game. Oh, and, oh, oh. and um, Not the remaster? Not the remaster. We're talking like 2001 Mafia. Oof. And Cyberpunk. And it, for that specifically, it was like water physics in the sense that even Mafia had it. So when you take a pistol and you shoot the water, little splashes appear where the bullet hit scans the water, you know? Pretty so- pretty normal thing. Normal shit. Typical thing to expect, yeah. Not in Cyberpunk 2077. Wow. It didn't have that. They didn't have that functionality. That, um, that it is really an, is bad. It's an absolutely brutal video. Uh, if you want to search for it, it's called Overpromise Sell Under Deliver. Cyberpunk 2077, uh, but that's all the cyberpunk talk we need to do. Yeah, um, they've they've got they've gotten they've gotten a couple lawsuits. They've weaselled their way into a couple more statements about what they are and are not doing uh, for post release. No one believes them. Uh, They're gonna we'll be it's gonna be good by 2022, everyone. Yeah, uh, I finished. Oh, I should say I finished the game. Uh, the ending was that I got was bad enough and wasted it. What? See, I don't care about getting a, an end that is qualitatively bad or. You know, like the 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 ending for the character you don't, is bad. You don't care about the bad ending, is what you're talking. Yeah, about. like it's not I, about. Yeah, I do care about you wasting my time with thirty minutes of bullshit. Right. And yeah, sure. the ending I got, which is the corpo ending, if anyone is following along at home, wastes your time with thirty minutes of bullshit. That doesn't make sense. Well, it feels like it feels like the intro to a second game is what it feels like. It feels like the intro to Prey 2017. <laughs> um, there's a lot of like spooky jump scares and like you're, you're repeating the same task over and over and over again, which is something I just love to do in the fucking epilogue. That's like, weird. Like that's s- especially weird to see like in a post prey 2017 uh, world where like that was done so well and you never have to do it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that, that intro went into I mean. development probably around the same time as prey 2017. Well, they should have oh, cut that, that epilogue then, because honestly, the, you play that prologue in, in Prey 2017, it's like, well, geez, that's like, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> I did love the prologue for Prey 2017. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is bad in every single comparable way, including like bizarre hallucinations that don't matter because they're setups for payoffs that will never happen because the game's ending in 15 minutes. <laughs> like, it... <sighs> <laughs> so bad. It really, it's really bad. Um, so yeah, uh, that lost at a full point. Uh, I said seven out of ten last time, bumping it down to a six out of ten. Wow. Okay. I mean, look, you have your principles. Yep. Let um, no one say you don't. Now, if I had picked a better ending, might it have retained its seven out of ten score. Possibly so. Uh, but you don't get, you know, that benefit of the doubt. Well, if 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 you're if you're playing Russian roulette with endings, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't get like a good score. <laughs> like they, yeah. you should, you know, it, you might not be happy that you got the bad ending or whatever. But like, on so, the other hand, you shouldn't you shouldn't get an. There should be zero endings that are like, oh, this qualitatively sucks. Like I hate yeah. this. Yeah, and it ta- you know, if it had been half as long, fine. But holy shit, it was thir- uh, literally thirty minutes long. 
Got a real, um, got a real Return of the King vibe going on there. Yeah. Um, all right. So do you want to start with the games we played or the news? Because the games I play, I'm playing. Are the news. Will transition into news. <laughs> all right. Well, let's start with games we played. Um, I haven't really been playing that much. I, I'm almost done with, um, uh, with Layton, although my DS ran out of batteries a little while back and I just kind of forgot to charge it. So I sort of had a, a break in, uh, in playing Layton. Uh, you know, as much as as much as I've been enjoying it, um, uh, I don't know. Like I, I got um, my book draft in, which took forever. So um, as a result, I was not as um, diligent in in gaming as uh, I could have been. Um, but you I have been I, the gamer creed. I know it's so rude, um, but I have been playing. I've been playing my normal stuff. Um, I've been playing. Uh, you know, I've been I've been getting my grind in on uh, Final Fantasy fourteen when I need to. I've been, you know, getting my dailies done and my gotcha games, all that stuff. The what I like to call games that I can play while working, um, just games that I can check in on, do several discrete tasks, and then uh, leave. Fancy clubs. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've been enjoying Genshin a lot. Um, I did know. I I just found out recently that uh, um, uh, fellow co-host uh, Piss does not like Genshin. Uh, did not uh, land with them um, because the combat didn't work for them. And I think the combat's pretty good, but um, it's interesting to know that there is some uh, controversy over that. So uh, you know, your mileage may vary as far as uh, Genshin Impact goes. I still think it's great. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. I've been uh, I've been interested in a lot of games. I've been kind of keeping up with stuff and thinking about what I'm going to play next. That's kind of what I've been up to. John, what have you been playing? I have been going back through the Hitman games, the most recent Hitman games, the uh, trilogy that is concluding as we speak. As uh, Hitman Three was released this morning at seven. Did they? So they named this trilogy uh, something like like the World of Assassination or something like it's, that. That's the tagline for the third game. The taglines are really good. Let me see if my um, googling will work here. So the yeah the tagline to enter to Hitman 16 was enter a world of assassination. I think Look the one for at Hitman me and yeah. you'll see <laughs> world of pure assassination. I think the one for 2018 was something about weapon. Yeah, make the world your weapon was Hitman 2 2018. That's cool. And the third one is Death Awaits. Okay. Um, so th as a whole, it's called the World of Assassination Trilogy. How long has it been called that? That's my question. Um, Just I, since this game came out? I assume, well, here's the thing. It's probably been called the World of Assassin series longer than it's been called the World of Assassination Trilogy. Uh -huh. Because the way that this game worked, if you remember how Hitman 1 and 2 were released, they were released as individual levels. Yes. Um... So IO Interactive didn't actually really know, <laughs> you know, because right, so IO has been making Hitman games. It's like they're they're one. I don't think it's their one franchise, but it's you know it is the thing they're known for, and they've been involved in every Hitman game's development um, as every game but one's development as the lead developer and every game's development period. Um, wow. The one game they weren't involved in, you'll be shocked here, was terrible, and we'll get to that in a sec. Really? Uh, so, Hitman... <laughs> the Hitman name, RPG, not so good? Yeah. Hitman Codename 47, with Codename oh, 47 yeah. as the subtitle, is, was the first game. Uh, released in 2000. 
And that game, it is a rough game to go back to. Um, Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, as distinguished from Hitman 2 2018, uh, was That's released. That's the classic, right? Yeah, that is the game that got everybody into Hitman, is the game that first introduced the Silent Assassin rating for, you know, doing the entire level um, without killing anyone but the targets and without Silent Assassin. If you dig into it, all right, so the way everyone thinks Silent Assassin should work is you kill the target, you're not seen, there's no bodies, there's no alarms. The way it works in practice is like there's leeway there. Like sometimes right, sure. you in some games you can kill an extra guy and, you know, the ratings will just like give it to you. Um, on the, you know, you know, they'll be forgiving about that stuff. Sometimes you get seen between one and three times and, you know, as long as the only guy actually killed, because obviously you can knock bodies unconscious, people unconscious, as long as the, as long as the person, you know, as long as it's only the targets that killed, they'll usually give it to you. Um, and like I said, yes, like, I want to say it's blood money, might be blood money or contracts. Those are the second and third games. Um... Uh, the third and fourth games, uh, that would just, like, give you a free kill. Like, if you really needed to kill this one <laughs> security guard, or you needed to get his outfit, and the only way you could think to do it was with a silenced pistol, for some reason, because you're, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you, you haven't figured out exactly what creative. these games are about yet. Yeah. Um, they'll give that to you. Um, but, Silent, but Hitman 2 Silent Assassin was where the game sort of really came together. Um it, it, you know, it's very weird to go back. I, I didn't reinstall it because it's kind of hard to get those games running on modern machines. Um, but I did watch footage of it uh, to prepare for the article I wrote um, for Goonhammer on Hitman 1 and 2, which is should be out by the time you're listening to this. Um, and it's weird watching those old games and playing those old games because there's no, like, you know how like much a part of stealth games crouching is now? Yeah. Um, and like wall hugging. Two huge things. And they were things at the time. Like Metal Gear Solid came out um, a good six years before Hitman, Hitman 2, something like that. No, Sounds about Probably right, like yeah. five or four or five years. I think it was the you know, 95 or 96. But, you know, it was out there on the market. The Hitman, Agent 47, does not have a crouch button. He can't stick to walls. What he has is a sneak. And at the time, I believe sneak was on your space bar because you were WASD and mousing it because this is okay. This is 2002. It's before controller integration. Um, and you had a sprint, which was on left shift. And sneaking didn't – it made you quieter, but it didn't make you any less easy to see, any more difficult to see. So, like, the point of the sneak button was to creep up behind people. But you're not actually getting any reduced sight radius from guards, right? right. So, and, and these are 2002 char- third-person character games. So you move like a tank, basically. Uh, yeah, this no, is a absolutely. Game, I mean, even Metal Gear Solid, you moved like a tank. Yeah, this is a game where, like, one of the first things you did if you were, you know, serious or in the know was you go to the control section and you bind A and D to left and right strafe as opposed to turn left and right. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- these were very deliberate games. These were games where you memorized a guard pattern and then just waited for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the most fun. 
Yeah. And it wasn't actually 10 minutes. It was like, you know, 90 seconds. But 90 seconds waiting in a game is a long time. You, you know, if you stand and you time it, that's not an amount of time that you're happy with. Um, no, of course not. Um, and you still have to do that in the modern games. But the modern games were able to build on. It's funny. One of my friends said this, that Assassin's Creed and Hitman are like the two complete opposites of an assassination game where <laughs> Hitman <laughs> yes, looks seems like true. it should be an action movie with the guns and everything, but it's actually a puzzle game about planning assassinations. And Assassin's Creed seems like it should be a game about planning assassinations because you're just a dude with, like, a knife. But, but it's, it's actually action the action movie Yeah, franchise. that's right. Um, you don't plan shit in, in the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, I want to say the only time that's even slightly different is they sort of fooled around with it in Assassin's Creed 2. Um, a little I, bit. I mean, the, it's, it's, yeah, you could totally just like that's the only one I've played, and uh, I I did not do a lot of planning. In it was game. like, yeah, the way it worked was like you get an optional objective. And the optional objective is here is how to do this sneakily. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But if you just wanted to run and kill everybody, and you were good enough at the combat system and the counters, they couldn't stop you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the so that that series kept going for a while. There was Contracts, which was a remix of levels from Hitman One and Two, with I think one new level because they wanted to bring the Hitman One levels, the the code name Forty Seven levels, the original levels, up to spec in the new engine they had. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they had one or two new levels in Contracts, and they had Blood Money, which was a, a whole new game. And people love Blood Money. That Le was another Blood classic. Money was 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 what sort of put the franchise permanently on the map. Um, and then, so they at that point, uh, after Hitman 2, they were bought by Idis Interactive, which was their publisher for Hitman, Codename 47, and Hitman 2 Silent Assassin. And Idos Interactive, of course, known for the hot PlayStation 2 release Oni. <laughs> well, you know who bought, and you'll know if you know who put out the recent Oni remakes or whatever, you'll know who bought Eidos Interactive. Go ahead. Um, in, I believe, 2007, um, it was Square Enix. Ah, yes, of um, course. Might have been like 2009, whatever it is. They didn't, it, make a, they didn't make a remake of that, that game, the Purple Hair Gun Lady game, did they? No, no, I, I think I'm thinking of something else. Okay, but, good, because that game was not good. I got that game, and it, it was not worth my time. Even um, when I was like twelve, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Maybe I'm. Th I, maybe I think like Onimusha. I, I don't know. Uh, the, oh the ninja yeah, you're games, thinking of Onimusha. Onimusha all the ninja yeah. games uh, blend together. The, the I'm probably getting the name games. wrong. Um, but anyway, um, go ahead. Yeah. So they. So Square Enix buys them, and I believe the way the next game is Hitman Absolution. Mm -hmm. uh, Hitman Absolution is regarded, generally speaking, as the worst game in the franchise. Um, Even worse than Agent Forty Seven. Yes, well, I mean, Codename Forty Seven was the first. It was the original. It wasn't the, it wasn't the most developed, but it wasn't also a betrayal of the concept. Mm. Um, so, if I recall correctly, the development for Hitman Absolution um, goes through, uh, like, goes through, was it Crystal Dynamics? Uh, whoever oh, Square no. Squares <laughs> uh, Square Enix's Montreal studio is. Crystal Dynamics is is one of those ones that you like. I I think I remember them mostly just because every so often you'll hear about a Crystal Dynamics game that is just trash. Um, and I'm sure they're not a trash studio entirely. Like I'm sure there are a lot of really good people who work there, and like it's a super good place to to like get stuff. I don't know. Like I'm sure that's not a bad studio, but like all I can remember it for is a bad studio. 
it turns out I've also slandered them. Uh, this was by Nixus Software and Feral Interactive. Ooh, uh, with okay. I, IO Interactive was developing on it as well. Um, but it was a look up some Crystal project. Dynamics games. See if we're right. Um, I, I I remember Crystal Dynamics as a studio I like more than I should, which is not a great rebuttal mm. to what you just said. Yeah, that's um, not. Yeah, that doesn't tell me that it's probably any better than that. All right, let's see what we got here for Crystal Dynamics. Um, yeah, let us, Gex, let us have it. Enter the Gecko. Of course. Of course. Okay, um, all right, that helps. We, oh, they did the Soul Reaver games. We can't Okay, that, that would explain why I remember liking them sometimes, because I love the Soul um, Reaver games. They did the Tomb Raider games from the uh, Forgotten... I mean, they're doing the Tomb Raider... They did the Tomb Raider games, most the most recent Tomb Raider games, but they also did the ones from that, like, Forgotten period where uh, Lara was doing goofy adventures with, like, a team of sidekicks, uh, like Tomb Raider Legend... Tomb Raider Underworld. I'm not going to lie. I literally have no memory of this. Yeah, this is like 2005 to 2008. Oh, well, that um, explains it. Yeah. Uh, and recently they've just been um, banging out those Tomb Raider games until their most recent release. They were the team. They were the studio that made Marvel's Avengers. Boo! Rough. It is. Uh, I mean, no one... No one deserves making Marvel's Avengers. No, I mean, and, like, they are far from the first studio that has made fun-to-play games staffed by talented people, and I did enjoy those Tomb Raider reboots. Uh, they're the first... They're not the first studio to be sacrificed on an altar like that to the games-as-a-service gods. Oh, God, that's um, But, yeah, well... Can you imagine yeah. having, like... You just get... You get the order. You're making Avengers, and you go, Ah, oh, sweet. This is gonna be great. But here's the thing. It has destiny. We don't have the actors, <laughs> and we don't have a game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and oh. it, but it needs a post-release tale. Um, it needs to be live and always online. Um, you need to support it for two years with content. And um, good luck. <laughs> Don't be an anthem. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Absolution had some weird shit in it. Um, it had more narrative theatrical levels. Uh, mm -hmm. as a, all right, so the way that Hitman levels worked before Absolution, like universally, as a hard rule is, uh, you get a sandbox, basically. You get a level that, you know, you get the full map of it. There's going to be NPCs wandering around it on set paths, doing set things. Um, you can use this clockwork sandbox to plan your assassinations uh, or do goofy shit to see how the AI reacts. Uh, yeah, okay. The AI in a Hitman game is not realistic. There is no, like, like people behave very stupidly in stupid ways. Uh, and it's like the idea that this is a serious game for serious people, which I've sort of seen in the reviews, like saying that, <laughs> oh, killing people in Hitman is problematic. I've um, never seen. I Like, honestly, the like the Kotaku review has that. I cannot. Oh, oh, I don't want to. I probably like know the person. Who, I, I don't know if I do. But like, there's nothing there's nothing serious about about Hitman. Like, yeah, like, I, like especially know. the recent Hitmans. They are so goofy and fun. Yeah. And, you know, whatever the. um that's that's the sort of well, the thing was absolution sort of wanted to be the serious one like it opens up with you killing the other major character from the previous four games or whatever um, cool she's naked oh. in the shower beforehand you know just so Ooh, we can baby. get that in there too because this game is like peak 2012 um, as a pejorative um, <laughs> is it ever not a pejorative to be peak 2012. 
No. Uh, there's uh, there's like evil there's evil latex killer nuns in the game. Okay. Um, Straight on the heels of painkiller. I love it. Yeah, but it, it sort of it focuses the game a lot more. So you'll have like sections where the ending of the level is chosen for you. Oh, okay. Like, like yeah, that's a drag. Suddenly, suddenly the hotel explodes or something. Well, that's you like, know. but that's not. Yeah, that's not the point of. The, I mean, I'm just preaching to the choir here. You've already even said this. It's not the point of Hitman. Like, that's yeah, uh, just not there, it. I think uh, he got like a Batman vision because it was the time of. Uh, it was oh yeah Arkham that, Arkham time yeah it was that period where everyone was getting detective vision so he had instinct mode where you could hold left bumper to like see your enemies or something uh, <laughs> which again kind of goofy no one really liked it um, does not seem like the point of a game that is largely about reconnaissance and, uh, <laughs> and and procedure yeah so yeah it was it was not well received um, they were they tried to introduce like a new like the, a, like a child hitman girl to like maybe succeed him or something. Okay. Uh, that very Witcher not, three. I like has it. Not been mentioned since. Huh. Um, Weird. This was also sort of the game, the uh, series's last foray with Catholicism. Uh, the game was the series is very Catholic up until the current trilogy. Like That's the one place where it and uh, it and uh, Assassin's Creed can agree. Yeah. Like, we're talking Ave Maria over everything. We're talking uh, the final level of... Um, we're talking Hitman 2 Silent Assassin has has 47 retiring to a pastoral life in a, in a Roman Catholic church in Italy. Like, with him picking the tomatoes for the grapes, for the Sunday gravy and the, and the preacher who, um, you know, gets stereotypically uh, kidnapped by the Sicilian mob. Good for 47. Um, yeah. So, you know, and in absolution, this uh, this child is like is like at a, at a Catholic school, and that's where the killer nuns are or something. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, very uh, – and there's uh, – I think at the end of Blood Money is when you wake up at your own funeral in some – you know, I don't know if it's a Catholic church specifically or not. But Ave Maria is playing over you again as you, like, pull out the two silver ballers and kill everyone. Who was at your funeral? Um, Seems like a weird move, don't you think? Well, that... you didn't like those people anyway. Why? You know, they well, they because they <laughs> killed you and were parading your body around as like a trophy. That's, that's what that's the funeral not what happens is for. At, that's not what happens at a funeral. I'm that's sorry. what happens at like gladio funerals. Gladio funerals. Uh, hey, this was this is th- these are Illuminati people in northern northern Italy. Don't tell me that's not Operation Gladio stuff. All right. Um, well, fair enough. Anyway, the current trilogy is a soft reboot that gets away from all the stuff that sort of tanked Absolution. Um, IO Interactive is fully in charge again. This is their last foray. Hitman 1 is uh, – Hitman 2016, I guess it doesn't have a number – is their last game as a uh, Square Enix studio. They get spun off to WB Games – for which Hitman no longer two, exists, which as no far longer as exists. Yeah, and then they did a management buyout um, to become independent for the first time since two thousand four. Wow, uh, and retained the Hitman IP. So, Hitman boy, good for them. Hitman through Hitman three are published by uh, three separate publishers, and I th- who's the third? I think the third is just you know 
I always, uh, they are publishing their own game. Hmm. Let me see. Yep, they are publishing Hitman 3 themselves. Um, so it's weird lineage. Obviously, this is this game's whole gimmick. It's funny that they're published by three separate uh, publishers uh, because this game's whole gimmick is that you can play all three games within the latest game. So you can play Hitman 1 through 3 in Hitman 3. Allegedly. Hmm. Because Hitman 3 is an Epic Store exclusive. And Hitman 2 isn't on the Epic Store. Wait. And Hitman 1, <laughs> only Hitman 1 Game of the Year edition is on the Epic Store. So really, it's going to be all three games in the one at this point. Because I remember that was a gimmick in 2, but even yeah. in 3. But in 2, at least, you're buying the levels individually, or you could buy a pack with all of them in it. Um, 3 is you buy the, the game. Like, there's no, I don't think you can buy three level by level. You have to pay the $59 for Hitman 3. Uh-huh. And the what you're supposed to do is sign into your proprietary IO Interactive account, and then once you've got everything linked up, the game, the, the Hitman 3 will see that you own Hitman 1 and 2 and just, you know, unlock them for you. Hmm. Uh, as of now, I haven't figured out how to—it doesn't seem that— option exists for people who own Hitman 1 and 2 on Steam, uh, and that is something they are saying they will add later. Um, huh. It seems uh, confusing in a way that does not give me a lot of hope. Yeah, it, like, I'm thinking it might be possible for me to link my Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 from Steam to my IO Interactive account from Hitman 2. Problem is, Hitman 2 is a 150 gigabyte installation <laughs> at this point. Ooh, brutal. Um, which I had to delete to, to install Hitman 3. Um, Naturally. Kind of wishing I hadn't done that now. But somewhere in that 150 gigabyte installation, there's an options menu that allows you from inside the game to link these games to your external account with IO Interactive. So okay. what I'm contemplating doing right now is installing Hitman 2, all 150 gigabytes of it, again, simply so I can access a menu in the settings section, set it an email address properly to link it to my external account, and then delete it all over again. Uh, certainly there has to be a better way to do this. There has to be a sites, better way. In fact, to figure it out a long time ago how to do... Uh, you know, Steam integration from their website. Um, but not IO Interactive yet, I suppose. That's a real shame. Uh, as for the game itself, um, I've only managed to get in a couple hours into it because uh, they're having launch day problems. The servers are constantly going down, and well, that's this is one of those I mean, single-player games that is always online. So either I play it offline and get no progress whatsoever, or I play it online and constantly get you've been kicked offline messages. Mm. Um, but I've played most of the first level and dicked around in the first level, and it is more fucking Hitman. Runs just as good as Hitman 2, looks just as good as Hitman 2. Uh, apparently they're going to be patching in some ray tracing stuff later for those of you with the high-end computers. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> Coins are just as god-tier effective uh, items in Hitman 3 as they were in Hitman 2, so you don't have to change any of your strategies. There's good <laughs> shit all around. Um, there's a bit more narrative stuff 
than people are probably used to just even from Hitman 1 and 2. Um, if anyone's anyone who has seen the trailers will not be surprised to know there is a guy sort of in your ear as uh, like a handler who's a bit more aggressive than Diana, uh, your normal handler in these games, uh, is in the previous two, where he's like actually suggesting things for you to do and helping you with the mission and, you know, oh, I can unlock that keypad, do 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 that sort of stuff. Weird. Um, not Does that sure work? How, or? I mean, it's fine for the one level I've played so far. Uh, if it's the entire game is like that, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard some interesting things about ways they mix up the formula later in the game that I'm excited about. Mm. Um, there is a another take on the Moscow mission from Hitman 2 Silent Assassin which is all I'm going to say about that, which is like just spoilery enough for people who know what that is to sort of be excited about what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to get back to it, you know, once the servers are stable, but it was released like 20 hours ago. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a, at this point, you have to give a bit of a grace time for games that are always online because I, I don't think there's been one even that's had like a wonderful post-release that has had any sort of like success in the first 24 hours yeah and uh so we just spent 30 minutes talking about hitman Uh, cool on to the news um and that's the news (laughs) the news let's see here uh let's skip the stuff about the riot uh no one really cares about pog champ anymore uh that was oh yeah pog champ's over um yeah the pog champ guy uh turned out to be uh an insurrectionist um, and a so asshole. He was always we, kind we, of. We, along with Twitch, are keeping the spirit of PogChamp alive. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so. Oh, uh, I did see that that Hitman Three had um, didn't clearly didn't hire Arabic speakers to do the uh, the Arabic. Yeah, uh, that's a common thing. Hades had a problem with that as well. Oh, really? What I heard. Yeah, they tried to crowdsource some of their translations uh, into other languages, and it did not work out. Ooh, rough. Um, I think you're talking about the... Yeah, but yeah, there are some Arabic signs that... Um, Apparently don't quite work. No. I mean, they're they're clearly there to be in Arabic and in English, and you're only supposed... To, you, the, the intended gaming audience uh, is only there to, like, see that it is an Arabic sign and then get what its actual meaning is from the English. Uh, so they did not do their due diligence as to what the Arabic actually meant. Um, it's also that, like, I, I saw the thing, like, even if it does, it, it's, like, almost correctly translated, but it's written uh, left to right instead of right to left. Ah, uh, that's funny. I mean, you can yeah, you that's can't not really great. fix that with a mirror. I mean, it's better than, like, in 24 or whatever, season 8 or something. Uh, I think it was 24. The Bold of you to think that I have ever thought about 24 season 8. Well, they, like, hired... They just randomly contracted some Arabs, uh, some uh, I think was it was it Farsi? I forget exactly which language it was uh, to do like graffiti um, for a set mm-hmm. because they were like portraying an evil Arabic country. Naturally, it is now. 24. Here's the thing: is they didn't have anyone like check it because they didn't have anyone. Obviously, didn't have anyone who spe- spoke the language, um, and you know. It's a different alphabet, 
entirely. So you can't even like pick up when certain words are in there that you don't want to be in there. Oh, no. uh, and so they got an entire set full of like uh, the U.S. are imperialist scum and stuff like that, which was that's nice. great. Um, or like that's this, uh, uh, but it was like directed at the show, or like Twenty Four is imperialist propaganda or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm probably misremembering either the show or the content of the graffiti, but that did happen to some show. That's great. Um, Fantastic. So let's skip past the PogChamp thing. Uh, Steam saw a 21% increase in titles sold during the pandemic year. Sort Shocking. explains itself. <laughs> Been a very good year for liquor stores and Steam. Oddly enough, not a very good year for pornography. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't make it, right? Yeah. Like, well, no, that's it's, true. It's, it's difficult to, you know, create new porn. And I, it feels like novelty drives that industry a lot. No, fair um, enough. Actually, that's a that's a very good read, John. Um, and obviously, you can't safely make pornography. Uh, not that really it stops all the producers, I assume, but um, uh, I assume at least most of the the bigger studios that actually have to respond to events like you know actual businesses uh, have observed the shutdowns. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I would. I would personally assume. familiar with it. Um, one, one would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I assume that's there. That's the issue there. And games are, you know, a booming business. We're bo- booming business anyway. And you know, up twenty one percent. Well, Gabe has more of our hard earned dollars. <laughs> Guy's so rich. Yes. Um, but yeah, let's get to. Uh, I guess what was for me the big news before the Hitman came out. Uh, the Star Wars IP is no longer exclusive to Electronic Arts. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty interesting. Unfortunately fact, all... for you, it's going right to Ubisoft. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We know Ubisoft can make these one of those, those open world Ubisoft, you know, games. If yeah. We, if we get a Star Wars that's as competent as, hell, even if it's as competent as The Division 2, which is the studio that's making it. Um, is the Division 2 studio. I put probably about 100 hours into the Division 2. And my biggest problem with it, besides it being a games-as-a-service piece of shit, which this is going to be too, um, I'm willing to bet that this is going to have, like, shitty raids and stuff attached to it. But my biggest problem with it is that, you know, it was fascist. Um, Mm -hmm. It was still fun. I still played it. Uh, That never happened in a Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it might even be more interesting fascism in the Star Wars game. But, you know, these this this studio knows what they're doing, and they put out a decent game. That's more than can be said about EA's multiplayer offerings in the Star Wars sense, uh, space. True. Um, the only game there that was even slightly well-received was, I think, like Battlefront 2 before the... No, no, not no. Loot box stuff happened immediately. I guess yeah, it was Battlefront said, Two after the after they sort of remediated that was perceived okay. Wasn't the the, the most recent like um, uh, flying game received? Yeah, already? squadrons. I mean that that's all people have ever said about it. Yeah, it was all right, and it sort of like vanished from the mind of the discourse or from you know anybody talking about it within a week of it being released. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume people still play it. Uh, I heard it's fine if you like that. It's a five versus five multiplayer game that makes its money off of cosmetics. Okay. Um, Those are a kind of game. Yeah, that, uh, it's the kind of game someone likes. Not me though. Um, but yeah, in ten years, EA had the license for ten years. They made one game of note, and that was Jedi Fallen Order. They Listen, canceled more games of note. 
then they made games of note. They canceled what? that uh, Amy Hennig project, and then uh, oh yeah, they canceled another. that one that everyone was really excited about. Yeah, what was that one? Uh, it was from one of the Naughty Dog leads uh, for Uncharted two and three, I believe. Yeah, uh, it was like some over. sort of like what was it called? Like dr- not droids, but something. It was. Uh, it was like. It was something. It was. It was about like you know shitheads. Um, yeah. Rascals. Uh, Star Wars. Amy. Star Wars. Little Rascals franchise. Project Ragtag. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you were supposedly playing as you know the sorts of characters that come to mind when you say ragtag in the Star Wars universe, you know, scoundrels, that sort of thing. The sort of people that everybody claims they want to play games about in the Star Wars universe. You know, not the Jedi, no lightsabers. I just want small stories. Uh, and they're all liars. Uh, <laughs> the only reason you ever want to go to the Star Wars universe is lightsabers and Jedi. Uh-huh. The Mandalorian 2 fucking knew that. And you know, you know that, that show starts out as, you know, small, no Jedi, you know, just stories on a backwater planet. By the end, you got Luke fucking Skywalker in it. And all, and all you know, all the Star Wars fans ate that shit up. Because that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is characters from movies from the 70s and 80s parachuting in so that all the new characters can go, hey, those guys are cool as shit. <laughs> that's what the franchise is now, and that's what it will be in the future. Weird thing is, you are actually a, a big fan of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, just like Donald Trump is a big fan of Diet Coke, I will continue to consume that garbage. Um, sure so it's it's not just uh, Star Wars whose exclusive exclusivity is up um luca uh also sold to disney as part of the sale uh lucas film sale was indiana jones yeah this is a cool uh, one right and we got a trailer from bethesda uh just like a 30 second reveal trailer uh which is was about as you know perfunctory as you can imagine it had the theme it had a hat it had a whip um that, dun, there you dun, go. Dun. That's all you get. It was like slowed down and sad too. Like they they really drug they they you know dragged out letting you know it was Indiana Jones over the full thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> it looked kind of cartoony the way the art style looked cartoony in a way that I'm hoping means that instead of trying to challenge the Uncharted franchise, which everyone seems to assume seems to assume that they're going to do or that they should do. I'm hoping that Bethesda is going to bring it back into the sort of adventure realm. Um, this is going to be by Machine Games. Uh, they okay. made the uh, the new Wolfenstein games, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, so they know their way around Nazis, and hopefully uh, Indiana Jones is going to be fighting more Nazis. Please do not take Indiana Jones out of the World War II period. Or if you do, go backwards. Go back to the interwar period. We have to go back. Or between World War One and World War Two, because if you take Indiana Jones out of um, out of uh, World War Two and start moving forward, he ends up places like Vietnam, Ooh, yeah, 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 not good, not good, and Pinochet's Chile. And uh, he's just saying want... to a bunch of like he's saying to a bunch of communist uh, protesters like, while he steals a thing back from them that it belongs in a museum. Yes, it's very good stuff, uh, and they belong in an empty soccer stadium. No. Um, so that's the kind of character you get if you put Indiana Jones in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, and, you know, no, we're not, no one's really clear. Obviously, there's no information has been released. Like, do they have the rights to, ha- to Harrison Ford? Like, 
Is this, Who knows? I assume not, because Harrison Ford, like, demands too much money on purpose so that people stop asking him to do stuff. Um, <laughs> That's a great strategy, console. honestly. Well, the thing is, now that it's owned by Disney, they just, like, oh, you want $35 million? We can do that. And once you're at the point where, like, someone says yes to $35 million, it stops being a joke, <laughs> you, no matter how much money you have. Like, well, and, and you start all thinking, right. Ah. And you start thinking, oh, it's two weeks of work, three weeks of work. They'll treat me like royalty while I'm there. Do uh, you the promise case... to kill Luke? Do you, I'm sorry. Do you promise to kill Han? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. In, in the case of Blade Runner 2049, he was allowed to literally just do the entire part in T-shirt and in jeans. It's great. Like, he's, he's not dressed at all for, for you know, future hell. Uh, he, he just walks in with something out of the gap. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Anything that keeps that man from crashing planes into shit um, and keeps him busy is, is fine by me. But I think he'd rather prefer, you know, growing weed uh, than doing that. I is guess. that his thing? Uh, yeah, crashing planes into shit and growing weed are basically his things. That's kind of uh, he, cool. He's crashed like six planes. It's like th that's how the man's gonna die. It's in, it's honestly amazing. He's still alive. Listen, Roy Halladay died that way, so it's okay. John Denver, yeah, yeah. Um, the the best people die that way. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to both those projects. Uh, again, hoping the Indiana Jones project is something that is not a cinematic set piece 3D game. Um, we'll see how that goes. I could see like I could see it sort of uh, living in the space that uh, Prince of Persia no longer does, right? Like that that kind of like uh, jumping around platforming game, somewhat adventure, somewhat like kind of just doing a bunch of stuff um, and doing it fairly well. Yeah. Um, uh, now, you, now you just make me want a new Prince of Persia game. Oh, it's so good. The last time they made one of those was it, is it really seriously the one that was right before the Disney movie that two thousand eight yes. one? Jesus, those games were really good. They were. Um, is, is Ubisoft Ubi, uh, Ubisoft still the holder of that IP? Uh, I do not know. Yeah, looks like. Well, don't expect one anytime soon. Then. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been kind of quiet, hasn't it? Like news wise, um, can't I've think got of a this, lot. Yeah, I I think we're good without this last item on the list because I want to look into that some more. Okay, uh, before we talk about it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, I I think like I think the weird thing about this period of time is like what should be the news is the new consoles, and they're just so boring. There's like, also no one can get them. Like we're still in the no one can get their hands on these consoles and, and new it, games for them. It's around. lasted a long time. Like this is longer. I feel like than was PS2. Yeah, I mean, it, part of it's the pandemic that's just taking up so much oxygen, and everyone's giving <laughs> everyone's giving everything a pass, sort of on supply line stuff right now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we haven't even seen any. Have we? Other than Hitman Three, obviously. We haven't seen any major releases, have we, since um, since the new year? I mean, there have been some interesting ones, but as far as like triple A major releases, um, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, Cyberpunk, right? I guess that I guess that released that was before in the new January. year. January, yeah, yeah. Um, Shit, I'm looking at it right now. There are like the Wikipedia page for 2021 in video games. Has five 
What are they? Games on it as of today, this recording, ten forty p.m. At lay a mommy. What are they? January seventh, Werewolf: The Apocalypse, Heart of the Forest. Oh, that was the one I would acknowledge. I don't know what that game is. A visual novel. Oh well, maybe it's good. I'm, I'm, I've come around. I think visual novels are very cool. Yeah. Um, Iris Fall, a PlayStation Four, Xbox One game, which is a puzzle adventure game. Okay. Five Night at Freddy's Core Collection, so a collection mm. of those titles. That is not a new release. A racing game called MXGP 2020, which appears to be PlayStation 5 exclusive. Oh, well, that makes my choice between about. it and the uh, Xbox easy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a re-release of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game. Jeez, that needs a re-release? Apparently so. The complete edition. I think this is to put it out on Stadia. Oh, um, and, of course, on the 20th Hitman 3. Um, okay, looking wow. through the rest of the month. All right, we get the medium um, on the 28th, which is an Xbox Series X exclusive, which is, I believe, that game we saw trailers for with the, the survival horror lady who exists in two worlds simultaneously. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. That one looked neat. Uh, won't be playing it. I don't think uh, my PC has the min specs for it. Um. That's kind of it for uh, for January. Um, wow. Scrolling through the February doesn't look... Uh, the uh, Persona 5 fighting game comes out in late February. Give me a break. Um, I love fighting games. I, I just no chance. Uh, Neo 2 gets a, a PC release. Okay. I mean, um, that's cool. More likely to play Neo 2 on PC than console. Uh, huh. Wow. I mean, I guess the, so here, here's the good news, right? That like, we have 800,000 games <laughs> to play. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just been, that's just been a truth of, of like, of how games have been of late. Like, everyone always says there's too many games. And so like, now I guess we get to put our money where our mouth is and play old games. Yep. Uh, two separate Gal Gun releases in January and February. Okay. That's a game where you shoot girls' clothes off. It's fine. Yes, that's what that is. Um, so, yeah, please look forward to it. Uh, well, we're going to have a lot of great news, I'm sure of that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the good news is for our purposes, um, you know, thinking about uh, – thinking about um, – uh, releases and and sort of like the rumors behind games and stuff like that is almost mm -hmm. as productive as um, actual news. Yeah. All right, John. Well, um, where can we find your work? Obviously, you have this piece coming out at goonhammer.com. Yep. Oh, sorry, I pulled something in my back. Oh, That's not good. One sec. Okay, yeah, uh, goonhammer.com. I'll have my Hitman 1 and 2 review this week and then Hitman 3 um, next week, you know, when, when I can actually play the game. <laughs> um, that's that's where I'll be. Except All right. Twitter. Sounds com. good. I'm on Twitter.com, too. And uh, my draft is done, so I can start actually putting out content again. That's exciting. Um, so, you know, look for me where you look for me. Uh, John, uh, as a pleasure, as always. Um, I shall yep. talk to you again soon. Yep. Good night. Right. Good night. <laughs>